Hello and welcome to Article 23, your podcast all about making work work. We're going to start here with an acknowledgement to country. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the lands on which you're all listening from today. I'm coming from Gadigal land and I'd like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging and celebrate the diversity of Aboriginal peoples and their ongoing culture and connections to the lands and waters of Australia. It's Jess Pollard here. I'm one of the business directors here at Moi, making work absolutely human. And I'm super excited to be joined on the podcast today by Tash Down, who works up in our Brisbane office. How's it going today, Tash? Hi, Jess. I'm well. We're excited because we were thinking about what to talk about in the podcast. And we decided to pick something that ha- that's intricate, often overlooked, but is absolutely essential to creating great teams. And it is the humble check-in. The check-in has many facets and can look like a whole range of different things. And we're going to be talking about that today in the podcast. And it's something that really helps to make teams stick. So this is really about the humble check-in and often the moments that matter. It is important in talking about this to really give a bit of space for the context that we're sitting in, which is in part why we decided to have Tash and I on the podcast, because we sit in very different work scenarios. I'm based in the Sydney office, where we have sort of the majority of our people, and Tash is sitting in Brisbane, hybrid. So we wanted to bring those two different perspectives, because it has been quite different, and you've certainly onboarded through the pandemic. So what's been that experience of hybrid working and the check-in? What does that mean to you? It's interesting. I did start during the pandemic and during the lockdown of the end of last year. So I actually didn't meet anyone. I didn't meet a single colleague for six months. So that in itself is something that prior to you know COVID coming in, that never existed. We, we always took that for granted, that you got to meet your colleagues, you got to interact with your people on a much more social and incidental level. And that hasn't wasn't there for the first six months and so what we've had to do is really routine that in and 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 prioritize that in to to create those moments that matter that don't just happen naturally and as we work into hybrid workplaces and offices are changing the way in which they work and we're probably not going to go back to what we were pre-covid it's really important to actually acknowledge that that those incidental moments were really key and they built relationships and made people work better with people uh, and understand each other better. Well, it it reminds me, and I'm certainly not saying in this comment that we need to love everyone that we work with. I think that's pretty aspirational. We like to think so, but um, Barbara Friedrichson, the researcher in love, and she talks about love being built on moments, that it is just essentially this pattern that's built over time that creates greater depth in the relationships that we have for longer. And if you think about it from a context of relationships that we build every day, it is about how often we do check in, how often someone inquires about something that matters to us. And maybe it's worth starting with, what are some of the check-ins that actually matter in workplaces every day? Well, as I said before, the sort of water cooler chat, that incidental moments, walking to a meeting, walking from a meeting, oh, you're walking in the lift, going out and get your lunch, those sorts of things. Those incidental social water cooler moments really 
build an understanding of people around the work. So not necessarily through the work that they do or the job that they have, but that sort of general awareness of who they are and what's important to them. Uh, I think that's a really key one. Another one is the moments that matter. So hard times, overworked, stressed, there might be conflict, there might be all sorts of different situations happening. Checking in with people when they're going through a moment and creating that to be a moment where you can bond, creating that moment that matters, that can really clarify and help build that relationship as well. And that's a really that's one that is is one that you have to do in the moment. It's it's not something that can be scheduled. It's definitely as you're going through. But then another way is the way you come together and work together. So actually looking at working styles, how you feedback, how you communicate, how you collaborate is another moment, is another check-in of actually Jess and I work from totally different offices and we have totally different styles in how we approach our work. But the way that we come together is in a real honest and real way, acknowledging both our strengths and areas that we need to work on to come together in a real collaborative way. And it's funny being someone that's very positive but very direct. Sometimes managing your working style, it takes so much TLC yeah. and it's really nuanced. And then you add on top of that, having never met the person in real life, it's challenging. And so many of the clients we're working with are all asking this same question and it often does come down to teams. Mm. How do you get teams checking in, connecting or being able to recognize, say, days when things are tough and going, okay, we need to slow that how we work together check-in question and think about, oh, maybe this is a moment that matters. Yeah. And, and do it in a natural way. You don't want to be scheduling time to get to know someone because it gets awkward. It's about doing it in a real natural way that actually makes you feel that you enjoy you want it to be fun you want to have laughter you want to have there's times for so very much light-hearted and learning about their dog and everything else but then there's other times when you need to have a serious conversation you need to have an emotional conversation it's so funny because I think one of another interesting part about having Tash and I uh, in these conversations around check-ins is that we have very different approaches but neither is right or wrong they're just different I'm quite prioritized and intentional with some check-ins. They'll have a list of people I need to check in with and I'll think about, okay, how, when, not that I'm perfect or anything, but I try to sort of keep that list because otherwise I find I just forget to check in with people. And then whether it's at work or in life, a year's gone by and all of a sudden you've missed all these moments that matter for someone. Um, whereas we were also talking, Tash, you were talking more about the I'm very much organic. I am very much about it'll something will stir in my mind and oh, I haven't spoken to that person in ages and I will jump on the phone and I'll do it then. So I am spontaneous. I am organic. I can go for, you know, six months. One of my very, very best friends, I think I speak to her every six months or so and she's still one of the closest people in my life. But it's always, it's an organic, something will come and I'll go, oh, hang on a minute, I haven't spoken to her in ages. And then when we do chat, we'll chat for hours and hours. So it's very different in the way you do it. And there's nothing perfect about it. You've got to go with what works for you. And I guess it leads to sort of that next piece is we've got these different types of check-ins that we've talked about. Social water cooler chat that happens, moments that matter, whether that's hard times or conflict in teams or in projects you're working on 
where it's okay this is actually an opportunity to really bond through to working styles how do we come together how do we create great feedback loops it doesn't have to be work either it can be their personal time everybody is human some days you come to work and you just don't feel it and they're the days where you need someone to just check in with you see how you're going it happened this morning Jess messaged me and said how you feeling and my answer was the polished answer I'm really great Jess the real answer you know what I'm struggling and then as the person that receives that you go okay there's 12 things to do, what's the most important? Number one, picking up the phone to Tash and seeing how it's going. <laughs> and I think that sort of leads to this next question, which is in big teams or when life gets busy, how do you actually prioritise and make it easy to sort of design this check-in process into your life? Um, and I think one caveat is to have the space for the big conversations that matter. How do you do that when you're time poor? Mm. Mm. And it's knowing, it's actually looking at those conversations and knowing which conversations you can have quickly. Ones that you can have on the fly. You can get in, get it done, have the conversation and then move through. Or is it one that you actually need to sit down and create the space for that big conversation and it's very easy to say I'm too busy it's very very easy to say I'll get to that later it's on the bottom of the list and just fly through and never do it so it's about prioritizing that and really bringing it up the list to make sure that it is some are quick some are and some will take some real time and emotional effort as well and this is a really hard business so I think in putting this podcast together it'd be great to be able to say here's the five things you do do a life audit of your time and decide which things you can't prioritize. But the reality of this is it's a messy business. Sometimes there doesn't feel like there's enough time in the day. It's not a perfect science. You'll go through times when you can reach out and give more to others, times when you can't. And I think this is in part a vulnerable conversation going, we're all working out how to get this right. But there are some things you can do, whether it is thinking about that time energy question. I remember and this is a bit of a vulnerable share, there was something I was gossiping about last year. And I remember getting to the end of that gossipy conversation. I can't even remember what it was about and going, that was an absolute waste of 30 minutes of my time. I'm going to try to take the gossip conversation out of my life. That didn't add value. And so maybe it is, what are these questions or triggers we can bring to the check-ins and the conversations that we have that sort of bring back to that question of, adding value to each other? How do we make sure that our check-ins are designed for the person that we're checking in with? So I have some friends that love going into the emotional chat or some say colleagues that are more open to that and others where it's just sending a funny gif and talking about something random and that's what's going to be meaningful for them. Yeah. So we're in part having to design it for the person, design it for the point in time. And it's give and take. Sometimes you need, if someone asks you, give them a real answer. Sometimes it's, it's, it's take, if someone's given, come to you with a check-in, take it and have a chat and, and have a share and share some vulnerability. And other times when you've got the strength or you've got the, uh, the time, then you go in and do the check-in with other people. It's not necessarily that a manager must come in and do a check-in and that has to be rostered at 3.30 on a Wednesday every week. It's actually about that. It's, it can be to your peers. It can be to your, your, your manager. It can be to anyone within the organisation or in your social life as well. 
But if you are a person that forgets, you can schedule it in. Oh, you can actually schedule it in. <laughs> <laughs> Some people live for the schedule. I live for the I live for our Wednesday lunch. We have a Wednesday social lunch where we all jump on Zoom and chat and eat our lunch together. And I live for that. Being in a virtual remote office, I absolutely live to see my colleagues and have that chat. Whereas other people may not be all that keen for the uh, the lunch. It just takes an hour out of their day, which is fine too. And a great example we've seen is we're working with this executive team. And one of the things the CEO said is, as part of your job of being on the executive, you have to catch up with every other executive once a month. Hmm. That is something that is in your KPI to do so that you are actually bonding because the whole aim is to create this team that can work together to build something great. And that's really what we're trying to do. All right, we're going to end our podcast a little bit differently this week, which is we're going to end with a little bit of a challenge to you, which is we want to ask you, who would you like to check in with this week? Make it a manageable list is our only suggestion. And what are the ways that you're going to check in and to get started? So it can be someone either at work, it can be a colleague, manager, anyone that sits in the office, or it can be in your social life. It can be your family. It can be some of the connections that you maybe haven't spoken to in a while. It could be a a long lost friend from years ago. (laughs) That is an awesome place to end. Thanks so much, Tash. Uh, My name is Jess. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll be back in the next couple of weeks here at Moi. We are really passionate about making the people and culture space practical and accessible for everyone. To stay in touch with our community, you can jump onto our newsletter or better still join our community of subscribers. You can do this by contacting us at team at moi.live or you can visit our website, www.moi.live. And that's a big moi from us. Have a great week and enjoy your check-ins. <laughs>